Every time I see the beautiful smile on Drew Dober of victory, I'm reminding fighting easier from outside the cage because I I think uh, I still get to avoid the black eyes. My good days at work, which means it's time for Verbal Tap. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing on the precipice of Drew Dober weekend? I will say Drew Dober and I are in a mini spat. About about him stealing that abs look from you that was yours Mm. it was mine first many years ago no drew he won and then i saw he put up on his instagram that he's going to be on somebody's show that they're calling an exclusive interview with drew dober and my first word to him was slut and he said yep and i said okay well when are we doing ours and i haven't heard back and i feel I understand that this may not be everyone's best approach toward booking a guest, but it has produced a lot of guests that you have heard on this show and the other show. So there is a method to my madness. And I want to say it's even worked before with Drew, but I want to remind him, sir, until you show up on the show, I will not compliment you as much as you deserve. Um, I'll tell him, by the way, I, okay, we have a pretty you. people meeting here in a few, mm-hmm. uh, I, well, I'm not going to tell you when it is. <laughs> so that's not okay. It's fine. So I'll, I'll mention. Please. Now we should get to our guest. He's returning from last week. He played an excellent game of over under Kevin, but he may be coming back with a little less edge because we didn't pull it out of him too crazily. But he seemed to be enjoying himself, I thought, and I'm wondering if he enjoyed this past weekend's fights. So please welcome back to the show, an LFA champ to be sure, but one of the nicest people that we know, one Aaron McKenzie. Aaron, how are you doing, sir? Uh, doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Very well. I said this to you off air, but I'll repeat it again. Aaron, accommodating my hectic schedule like a champ, like the true champ that he is. And you don't get this a lot. In Raph, the podcast biz. Raph, may I? Mm. What Aaron brings to the podcast game is the exact same thing he brings to the UFC. Mm-hmm. A willingness. Uh, let me know. What time do you need me? Who, you know what? I'll be there on wait. Whatever wait. This man has been called the fight chameleon. We've got 84 nicknames written down from the audience after the last one. Pride of War Room Kickboxing and MMA, which is a really awesome title and has a little political parodies that i really dug about it i like that war room anyway that aaron mckenzie mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that just one wanted to make sure yeah it's true it's true i'm ready anytime anywhere doesn't matter west coast time east coast time right here well don't forget the fact that last week aaron told us that he had been offered fights they fell through but that he was willing to fight in two different weight classes. And most people, when they make their debut into the UFC, they think to themselves, no, 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 no. I need to make sure I come in at a very protected weight. Don't feed me too far in. Aaron is literally like, I keep telling y'all, can you give me a fight? Because I want to fight and I'm down to fight whoever. So why don't we just get this deal done? Ain't no bitch. If, if they needed me to go in and fight Derek Lewis last week, I don't know. Hilariously, if you ever do 
create a podcast. Love you in that, that fight. Should. Love your odds in that. I'm betting on you in that fight. Go ahead, Rap. Sorry. If you ever do create a podcast, see if Ain't No Bitch is an available title. Because just the way it rolled off your tongue, it made me think, man, that'd be a really good t-shirt to put out. Mm-hmm. I like it. Merchandising is it's big. It is big. Aaron, how was your viewing festivities? It seems like you were able to watch the fights this weekend, sir. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I was hit and miss a little bit. I watched the last couple while I was running in my run room. I uh, watched a few with my wife. Then we did a little dog walk, came back and watched a few more. How do you select your dog walking time when it comes to prelims? Is there a set time for the dog? Or do you kind of eyeball it and go, mm, you know what? Uh, Rafa Garcia, I don't really want to see you lose. I got to take the dog for a walk right now. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think there's really a choice. It, it finally stopped being over 100 degrees, so we went outside. It was like 8.30. It was right before the main card. Okay, that's that's fair, I, I would say. Kev, if I were to kind of come up with a rule for somebody, I'm not saying this is a perfect science, but I think that if you're a fighter, this does make sense. If you miss weight, I feel like I should be able to take my dog for a walk at that point. I think that could work. I definitely think that could work. He's not here. I have a lot of these. Anytime Bisping really loses his point, anytime Dana gives a nonverbal about a fight that was earlier in the night, I think we should get to leave. Uh, if they really dig into who's in the crowd at any point, I do also think that should count as a good, I can go for a minute. I do want to bring up something here, Kevin, because you brought up a little bit of what was angering me. And La- last suggestion, buffer clock. Mm. We need to put a buffer clock. I think it's time. The mm. baseball leagues put a, you have only so much time to pitch. You know, it's time to button it up. Just get a good clock on it. Get that stack going. Kev, I kid you not. There was a fight because I was watching it. We did a fight companion over at Milton's this weekend. It was a lot of fun. I want to thank the guys for showing up for that. They definitely got pretty drunk. And uh, there was a moment where I had to not injure, not harm, but uh, slowly diffuse one of my students who wanted to grapple after the the drinking was happening, um, which it was pretty hilarious to kind of do because they've never really seen me like do that kind of magic. But, you know, I wear the glasses, so it Nothing was really scares funny when- me more. By the way, when alcohol's been flowing and feel like it's time, like this is my nightmare. Well, I also realized that uh, it was up to me to defuse the situation. Mm. And I know the guy. The guy was just wanting to kind of have fun. He was being silly. But when it happened and I take off my glasses, I think that's when they knew things were getting serious. But as soon as I defused the situation, I walked back over. And I swear to you, Kevin, it was like they looked at me and they go, uh, Raph, here are your glasses, sir. Thank you so much. And I was like, oh, I should do this more often. Okay. So while I was watching it there, I had a great time. But that meant when I wasn't watching the main card, I watched some of the prelims on my ESPN app. And one of the things that we hate on this show is having to listen to the commentary. That's why we do a lot of these fight companions. And Kevin, I kid you not, for two and a half minutes straight, 
during one of the prelims. DC, after hearing John Anik say, well, if you got in real quick on this one, you got a good deal because the odds were definitely against this person. DC goes, I don't understand why anybody would ever do the odds for the prelims. He's like, what? And he goes, yeah, why would you bet on this? This don't make any sense because, you know, sometimes when I do that, it's like I don't bet on people. And John Anik's like, well, you know, the sport's gone a long way. A lot of people in main event fights don't actually finish. We had some weird things happening there. Yeah, this went on for two and a half minutes. <laughs> they didn't Was do DC any just part questioning the, the concept of gambling? Yeah, well, not gambling. I mean, no, if you gamble for the main card, he gets it. But, <laughs> but just... who's betting on these preliminary motherfuckers was DC's point. And I just Me. thought to myself, I was like, I had Wait, Dober. Man. We couldn't have been clearer. But then I'm thinking to myself, what's the point of you commentating this then? If the same thing holds true for that, what are you doing? And DC's just like, how dare they bet on these people? And I was just astounded that this word vomit was coming out of him. And I go, again, this is why we do the alternate stream commentary. Because as drunk as my guys were, they weren't that bad at any point. And rant. That's all I'm saying. It's just it it infuriated me for that long of a time to not even address one technique in the fight. Rant over. Okay, let's start at the top. I'll ask you this right now. Uh, I want to be. I'm insulted on behalf of gamblers. Just you're on broadcaster's side. I wanted to be on behalf of gamblers. Upset. I mean, listen. I feel I just like want to be on the record. I think Aaron's. With we can me. we can just, join causes here. It's one where we, we shake hands and go. We're locked step on this one. When the UFC Aaron. stops avoiding Aaron, gets him booked on one of these ABCs, <laughs> and I can bet him plus two forty to knock the smile off Sergey Pavlovich. You better believe I'm going to do it, Daniel Cormier. You heard it. We're betting it. Dejan's going to Dejan. <laughs> well, I also don't want to stand for the fact that if Aaron gets on some prelims, that DC is going to go, who is this guy? Why is he even fighting in front of me now? I don't know why people would ever bet on this dude. Uh-oh. What is happening? I think he's getting gas. And in the Midwest, they're trying to always like get you to join their premium service rep. Don't do it. Don't fall for Hold it. Hold on. Aaron, is this true? What is happening on your side? Are you muting yourself? No, I don't think so. What are you here? We are picking up some weird ass premium other... service advertisement for premium yeah. service. Huh. <laughs> 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 well now we'll stop it's speculating crazy. what it is verbal tap legal has asked us not to inquire anymore about the search habits that might have crossed over wires uh good note y'all raf i mm -hmm. i did not see the fights okay the pena nunez fight appeared pretty bloody i had teenagers all weekend a whole different yeah. world i was experiencing watching them it's amazing my niece and nephew. I didn't like kidnap teenagers. Not <laughs> just uh, <laughs> verbal tap. Legals having a great time tonight on the show. Pena versus Nunez. How was the fight? I'll start by asking Aaron. Does this solidify 
the return of Amanda Nunes as the goat goat? Uh, 100%. She looked amazing. Uh, and just like I said earlier, Juliana Pena ain't no bitch. Like, she came out and she, I think, won a lot of fans in losing uh, on Saturday. Uh, just the way she kept getting up and kept going. And I thought she was going to break the arm for a minute. Uh, so it was an amazing job for uh, Amanda to get out of there and keep dominating that fight. So I'm glad you say that, but you know who didn't say that, Kevin, was Bilal Muhammad, who had some issues with the fact that Amanda Nunes, in her post-presser, went out and was saying, yeah, you know, guys, I, I realized I could have finished her, but no, I didn't finish her because I want to make a point that I'm the best. Okay, you guys? And when she said that, I had a moment, and I said, okay. I accept that as fact. I'm, I'm okay with that. I think he, she did want to make a statement and she did. She won on the scorecards, 50, 45, 50, 45. And on one scorecard, Kevin, it was 50, I think 43, which should tell you that even though that's not the majority decision, one judge definitely saw enough to go. Yeah. You're kind of winning this pretty badly. Having said that Muhammad's point was the fact that she's like, well, you can't say that you could have finished her at any time because you didn't. And I think that you're getting a little too cocky here, Amanda Nunes. And I, to point out, I think that's bullshit. I think she can say it. Do you feel that way, Aaron? I kind of agree with Bilal. Like, if she was going to finish, she could have finished. Like... Y'all are being nicer than I I just assumed mm. it was some shit you say After the fight And I'm here yeah, for it I, think, I always dig that But it just didn't mm. seem it was like What are you talking about To me it just stinks of Kamaru Usman This was only 30% Or whatever Like You're this bullshit You're out there to win You're out there to finish Nobody gets paid extra for fighting for 25 minutes I feel you But a lot of doubters had this whole uh, she's washed up sort of mentality. Now, Kevin, I'll ask you this. Mm-hmm. Have you As ever someone hit somebody... who's washed up? Can I comment? Yeah, Not I'm what offended. I'm ask you. I have a different question. Oh, okay. My good. question for you is, have you ever knocked a divot out of someone's forehead? Meaning you have hit them so many times you have left an imprint dent that looks like a triangle and people said yeah that came from the fight i can say i haven't the closest i've come to something like that is this goal my son likes to play with and try and Mm. balance on i am worried just allowing him to interact with it might cause a dent that i'm somewhat complicit in Mm. but no i've never directly caused it yeah well Amanda definitely created a crater in uh, Juliana Pena's head. So as much as uh, Bilal wants to labor this point, I feel like you know, I've never really seen Muhammad really dominate anybody in this way. Are you Chelsea's? Are you Chelsea's Muhammad? Like, bro, chill. This is goat talk. I feel like Amanda, if she wants to have a moment and do that, absolutely. Because I think we're at a point now where 
the nature of that division has been restored and she has two championship belts. She not only joins elite status of 10 title defenses, which only four other people are in that category in the UFC, but we've seen her do some pretty impressive things. So I'll come back to you on this one, Aaron. Do you think that we should get an immediate rematch here or are you thinking, I don't know, Valentino, what you up to right now? Uh, yeah, I would probably prefer the Valentina match because Peña needs some time off. Like, let's, let's be real. She needs that surgery. Why would she need some time off if she could have come back in the fight at any time? I'm just confused here, Aaron. I didn't think she could come back in the fight. I just don't think that uh, she was like she was close to being finished. And why didn't she have finished? I don't think mm. she was going to win. I never thought she was going to win at all. She needs a lot of time as if somebody had beaten her up pretty badly. Absolutely fucking Malder. Oh, okay. We're just saying weirdly <laughs> inaccurate and and uh boisterous statements here. Anyway, Kevin, it was a good fight. I do appreciate Juana Pena, friend of the show. I must add that back in. Yes. She <laughs> did really seem game and it did seem unfortunate because Whatever Nunes was off on that last fight she found back in this one. I know a lot of people wanted to throw the COVID out there. You know, the fact that she was recovering. She forgot her mail. She wasn't sure if she turned a stove off. Like, every excuse we heard. And I didn't care. I just said that night she got beat. And it happens every once in a while. And guess what? She returned and she looked great. And I was really happy for her to establish that back. Now, speaking of people who looked great. Aaron, you were rooting for the Mexican McLovin, and I'm sure you had to be very happy to see him return to his winning ways. What can you tell us what you were most impressed about by Brandon Moreno on this past Saturday? Uh, I like the way that he was listening to Krause. I think he did a really good job of picking up on uh, some of the things that Krause had taught him. Uh, saw a little bit more hands up from him in the fight and saw him finishing with the hooks and the slap kick to the body like Krause was calling for. Uh, so I really liked that. He still got to go out and put that Mexican boxing style stamp on it like he wanted. Uh, but he did a great job listening to the coaches and he ended up finding the finish off of it. I was very impressed that we got to see that video of uh, Krause giving that kind of uh, – in between rounds sort of suggestion to Moreno and the fact that he listened and he was able to pull it off. I thought that was really cool. I was also super impressed by the way that uh, Brandon carried himself afterwards. Now, Kev, I'm going to let Aaron describe this because I think you would understand how I might characterize it, but it was unusual to the point where Dana White said, yeah, I immediately regretted letting that fucking happen. So, Aaron, from your perspective, why do you think that Dana had some reservations about what transpired in that cage after that fight? Um, I think he may have been looking for a little bit more of the uh, – a little bit more confrontation, perhaps, Uh, whether he says he was or not. I think he might have wanted the confrontation more. Okay, so maybe put into context, what exactly was missing? Because when the fight ended, they had a Figgy Smalls who was in the crowd wearing a very sparkly, almost uh, Versace Black Panther Saw sort that. of outfit. Loved uh, it. 
loved it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It also looks like one where if he took his hand and wiped it down, it would turn into a Christmas tree. So I was very impressed by the shirt. But he made his way in, and he seemed to be taking the I'm being a bad guy heel vibe or I'm getting in your face, Brandon Moreno. Mm -hmm. And then Moreno, to my best interpretation here, saw what was going on and then just goes, you come in here with your hate and I realize I am in front of my daughter and to be a good role model, I will just say, no, and you are a good fighter and I like you, but no. And I think Data looked at it and goes, ah, shit, the kid's being lovable. Fuck. So that was my perspective. But am I missing something here with the context, Aaron? No, yeah, I I agree. And I think he's uh, I think he's kind of playing off saying that uh, he let it take away from Moreno's moment when really it just kind of didn't work out the way he was thinking it would initially, which would have done the same thing. I mean, I still felt like Moreno got his moment. But I think there's something about that rivalry where I don't mind them being in a cage together. And I don't mind them even taking shots at each other. I just thought that this was one of those moments where Moreno was going to extend out a hug. And they were going to, like, use the friendship that apparently defeats Voldemort. Which, by the way, is some bullshit writing. Friendship is not going to beat evil guys all the time. I don't know where people get this myth from. When Harry Potter starts like, one you know hell what? of a podcast, though, Raph. Thank you. It does. But whenever Harry Potter and his friends are like, you know, the one thing that Voldemort doesn't have friendship. Oh, yay. And everybody gets behind it. I go, oh, this is some bullshit. Ugh. Friendship is not going to stop a beam to the face, you idiots. And what about the friendships that you lost because those people died? Were you guys not good friends to them? Seems very. Very sad. They were lesser characters. You weren't good enough friends. Raph's been hating on Harry Potter since way before it was trending. Day one, bro. Way before. Yeah. And you know what? I love that it took for people to go, I don't know about this statement from J.K. Rowling. And I was like, now? Now you guys think this sucks? Boo. Boo to you guys. (laughs) All right. Aaron, what the fuck happened to Derek Lewis? Uh Man, I love Derek. I do. What? I love him. I I feel like you don't ever know who's going to show up on fight night. And, like, I don't know if it's... Like, he even before the fight, he was like, I hate doing this. I told y'all I hate doing this. And I'm like, does he really not like fighting? Who is making this man fight? Like, who is telling Derek Lewis, like, yo, you need to go fight if he doesn't want to fight? His accountant? That's what, that's fair. Yeah. Nah. And do you I remember when I was pitching to you guys last week, we should get him hosting a MMA version of ridiculousness because holy shit, man, I saw him taking some damage and there was a questionable end to that fight. Do you think it was stopped prematurely? Um, Yes and no. Like, I, I I, don't think that we were wrong for the stoppage. No, I think that he face-planted. He went face-down. Um, you can't do that. It's, I mean, you know, big time. But obviously the way he popped right back up makes it look worse just than it could have been. Uh, 
because he did face plant. And that's that's a pretty big indicator of you're about to get stopped if you go face forward to the campus. Kev, it does beg the question, though. If you have to say, I know he face planted, but do you feel like everything is invalid after what the butt has? I definitely know how the president of the UFC felt. It's always interesting <laughs> to see the refs criticize so quickly. They... Clearly, you asked what's wrong with Derek Lewis. You know, age, mm. just a lot of different things. But no, when you have a fighter notoriously who's been knocked out a little bit, I'm always okay when they err on the side of caution versus not. Because no one ever says the part I think they should say out loud, which mm. is it's really easy to criticize things, right? Hey, punch mm. better, defend that, don't get neck crank like this next fight. But what's your solution to the referees? Let him keep pounding on him until he's sure he's unconscious. Is that the, I mean, just say it then. Cause it sounds a little bit more honest than when they just kind of chunk at it. My opinion. Okay. Let's also be clear about why this is so fucking weird. It's also the fact that when you watch these fights and you see Derek Lewis, knock people the fuck out and you go, yeah, that does seem pretty damaging. Oh, man, I'm glad that they saved that person. When the reverse happens, we just go, I mean, he's fine. Uh, yeah, he'll be okay. He's okay. He's a little invincible. And I go, I don't know, dude. He's got 10 losses on his record now. And some of those are by TKO as well. So as you're mentioning, if you've got knocked out once or twice, it does become a little bit easier as it goes. And we're good here, fam. It's a good little stopping off point. Net crank. Alex Perez got, uh, got, I don't know what he got it. Combo jujitsu. Little catch. Well, we should talk to somebody who's gotten submissions in their fights. Aaron, thoughts on that stoppage or that tap from uh, Alexandre Pintoja right there, sir? Uh, I mean, you know, go to sleep if, if you're in his bed. I, I, I'm not going <laughs> to I'll never do it. I mean, Aaron has told me as much when we're rolling, and I want to take him uh, to that point. But the problem is I also don't love when people don't tap. So I get when it's in a roll, it's a little different. But there's something weird about when I see that happen in a fight, and I go, oh, God, I think that dude's about to go. Yee. And I was, uh, well, we were all right about the enclave. Did yes. Did get any closer to his pronunciation? Uh, no, I, I did land the joke a little bit better, which was, you guys want me to stay, but I'm not going to leave. Uh, <laughs> joke during the live broadcast. And they just, you know what it was? I got a very nice, polite, like, laugh, and I go, eh, that's, that's decent. It was better than I did it on the show last week. <laughs> I was proud of that. And uh, that was good. Alex Moreno ended up getting the win via decision. It was interesting. Drew Dober, again, I really want to praise Drew for this. And I'm sure you can speak on this as well, Aaron. But Drew took some heavy shots. And he called his shots. Leading up to everything last week, he was saying that he wants a shot at Patty. And I actually think that's a smart call out. It's kind of fun. He's thinking like, hey, man, if I'm here... Why don't we make some fun matches happen? 
But this match against Rafael Alves, I have a certain recollection of it, but I do want to get your input on this one, Aaron. Like, what were you thinking? Because you wanted Drew Dober to win as well when he was taking some of those shots. Uh, yeah, no, so I'm going to be honest. I did miss the a lot of the first round, but I caught a couple of the highlights on it after, and I did see that Alves was in a flow. Alves was working. Uh, but Dober was landing the body shots the whole time. Uh, so, you know, they they were given, they were taken. But uh, I think just the work that Dober put in kind of helped him out there. So, Kevin, I should tell you this. Drew, he was taking heavy shots, but Rafael at some point was trying to be very showman-like, like most Rafaels are. <laughs> and he started dancing like other Rafaels do as well. But it was kind of that really cocky, like, come on, bring it, bring it. And then Drew landed what looked like a very mundane, and I say this is not ever being hit by him, but it looked like the most rudimentary hit to the body that there was a delayed response from Rafael. That's like, ha you can't, Oh, ow dead like immediately just collapsed so imagine taking the juxtaposition of some dude that's dancing like bring it bring it man hit me with what you got and then realizing like oh shit i think those other hits you got me with oh i'm dead now so it was a lot to take in love and to see the, it love yeah, to see it, the explosion saw that I, before i got to the news oh good <laughs> it was tough when don tails lost you know, I was really, I was emotionally invested in that one. Yeah, that's just counts. the name. That was I really a rough needed one, man. it. To, so the Dober emotional lift really felt nice. Good win for him. Yeah. He needed it. He needed the win. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, close picking up the win over the other Rafa Garcia. Not a good night for the Rafa rule here on the show. No, by the I way, I was gonna comment surprised as I tallied the results. Yeah, that was great, disappointing. Great night for people named Drakar. Yes. Uh, and Costco picked up the win, as it always does. <laughs> uh, Nicole picked up the win. Joselyn Edwards picked up the win. And Michael Morales picked up the win. So there were some interesting things here. But <sighs> things got weird, Kev, in terms of how you guys went do you want to go over some results here real quick sir i would because i need some help on okay. what the performance of the nights were and the okay, fire i night. can help you there if that okay. uh helps get you into what i see aaron mm. do you have any idea how you might have done i have no idea and that's my favorite you what? have no so would you say it's your favorite why is it your favorite uh, do you not like spoilers? Did you just conveniently forget? Are you just trying to live in the moment and just uh, react? Yeah, I love. So I love living in the moment. First off, uh, as far as spoilers go, I don't even watch trailers for movies. We go to movies all the time. Like literally, we went and saw Minions today, uh, and I won't watch trailers. So Jordan will be telling me about something, and I'll be like, I don't. You know, she's like, Oh yeah, you watch. And so let's pause uh, here. I, is there a place that has spoilers for the Minions movie? And second of all, rate your enjoyment of the Minions movie, sir. Uh, I'm going to be honest. So I, it was pretty funny, but I'd, I'd hit it probably around a six. There's a six. 
where would you rank it in the Despicable Me franchise? Um, let's say probably third. I'll hit it third. So there's worse uh, Despicable Me properties? Yeah, I believe so. Interesting. I like that you also didn't offer which one was worse. You're leaving uh, us to... I want to say, so I haven't seen it in a long time, but I want to say the one where he uh, meets the other, like the brother, is it a twin brother or something? That one I didn't necessarily love. I have to say, the fact that you can't give me the subplot to an animated movie does give me a little bit of pause here for CTE. This should be something that we double check on. But, Aaron... I'm glad that of all movies you could have watched today to exemplify the fact that you did not go to read the spoilers about, you said it's the minions. So good. Uh, and also like what movie, if you're not watching trailers at all, how do you know what movies you want to see? Uh, you know, we go to see most of them that look good. So that's, but you, how do you know what looks good if you don't see the trailers? Uh, so first off, all the Marvel's movies, always going to be good. Don't care. Okay. Then, uh, obviously wanted to watch the new Jurassic world, little disappointed in it, but I mean, you know, hot Spain service will get you there. Um, so that actually it's funny cause Jurassic world, the new one was where I started doing this because they showed Indominus in like the very first commercial for it. And I was like, this is stupid. Cause then, you know, in the first Jurassic park, they didn't even show dinosaurs for like 30, 45 minutes. So then, uh, you finally get to see the dinosaurs on the movie and they're freaking sick. But then you see the Indominus in the first 20 seconds of the trailer for the new movie. So it kind of just threw me off of trailers forever. I don't ever want to watch them because they give, they do, they give away too many things from the movie. Like, especially, new action movies and Marvel movies and especially comedies as well. Comedies, you'll see some of the funniest bits in the trailer. And I'm just like, this is dumb. I've already seen this. Well, Kev, we have a good exit strategy when Aaron transitions out of fighting. He will be in the editing room for trailers and telling you, no, no, not, no, too much. Less. Of the problems I had with the Jurassic World newest movie, uh, the trailer isn't even in the top five. But that's I, uh, fair. It's got me rethinking my whole thing here. Mm-hmm. Let's get to There's the a... results. Oh no, yeah, let's get the I, I I mean, like the <laughs> first new like when they first introduced Owen and all them. That was when I stopped watching trailers. It wasn't the newest newest one. Oh, so we're I talking know, like okay. 2015 or so. Yeah, this, is, when they... this has been a years in the. Yeah, I guess I don't remember the violence there. I don't remember the spoilers. I just remember the violence. Excuse me. I think mm-hmm. casually four to twelve thousand people were murdered in that movie. It was it got pretty dark. So I, I just you know I, rarely do I take the side of a little caution on what you consume content wise, Raph. But I want to I want to warn the people out there. Before they see it. Oh, yeah. Some fair. dinosaur genocide that happens. Pretty aggressive. <laughs> dinosaur genocide. Don Tails Maze is who I had. Aaron got it with Hamdi. I had Pandoa. He had Perez. I get it. He had Edwards. I had Young Kim. He gets it. We both had Dober. We both get it. He had Orion Costco. I had the Blood Diamond. I had the cooler name. 
but I also had Kai Kara France and he had Moreno. He gets it. He's off to a thumping start. I have Pavlik. Nurmagomedov. We both have Ankleev. I have Morocco. I have Drakar. He has Nunez and we both have Morales for a slammed up 8 to 8 tie. <laughs> so, Kev, you did ask about the bonus awards, right? Yes. Okay. Um, well, the fight of the night went to Brandon Moreno versus Kai Kara France. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. But performances of the night were given to Pantoja. Hmm. Didn't have him. Andrew Dober. Shit. So we're in a second tie here. Now, I have two different ways to do this. And I have to tell you, I'm in a little spicier of a mood because what people don't know on this show is part of the reason why I One of our rare... We've played a hundred of these. That's weird. Doesn't happen a ton. But you know what happens, Kevin, uh, on certain game shows, like the one I'm working on now, I do serve as the buzzer. And that means I'm kind of like the decider on if people get things or don't. And today there was a clue that people were yelling at me over the ear to be like, I think you should give it to them. And I was like, it's not right. Sorry, can't do it. Now, granted, these are people who are higher up than me that I'm kind of arguing with. So this is kind of giving you an idea of how I feel I can play this fair. But yes, we do have a tie. It's lock score. I give you options one or two. I'm going to let you guys pick which option you want. Would you like door one or door two? We have to pick before we hear about them. Mm, Okay. Aaron, I'm going to give you option one or two. 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 Excellent choice. Okay. Option one was going to be the fact that you guys both tie. And that means you both have to do the punishment. How would you have felt about that one? Fair enough. Kevin, how would you have felt about that? Uh, Ridiculous. I think we both triumphed with a shocking victory. Yeah, yeah, but you don't. Someone has to do something. And unfortunately, you both have to do it. And what was the other? Well, here's the issue that I have. It was too nice. Both of you last week, when you gave that to each other, you thought to yourselves, oh, yeah, I'll do that. That's Shops fine. This was, this was the not hardest version of a bet that I've ever seen on this show. So you didn't pick this one, Aaron. However, there is a second tiebreaker that now exists. Do you know what it is, Kevin? No. Since the UFC in its inception, they've only done those, you know, fight of the night performance. Then that used to be submission of a knockout of the night. They changed all that shit. But now they're offering the crypto.com fan bonus of the night. And they give that the three people. And I think Kevin may be playing how long here because in third place, they gave it to Derek Lewis. Neither of you had second place. Amanda Nunes. Neither of you had. Brandon Moreno does show back up here. And if I have to break a tie, I think the tie goes to the person who had Moreno 
on one of their Put those tequila shots in a line, Mackenzie. You're up. <laughs> what a stunning triumph. Raph, you beautiful <laughs> genius. So I've never how do you feel about? so scared of tequila. I mean, again, let's review. Kevin, you can wave this off because technically I think you misread the results. But <laughs> I, uh, I, th- yeah. I think he's forced justifying how this works. Would you both be amicable to doing shots and saying something nice about the other person? Yeah, I'm going to cut his promo video. I'm ready. Okay. Actually, that does serve uh, for us. But Aaron, would you be willing to do one on behalf of Kevin? Down. Beautiful. That way we know how this will be established in the future. But honestly, this was one where I thought, this isn't even really a punishment. This is probably just a good night for somebody, if not both of you. So I felt like this was the one time we'll actually reward because it's the hundredth version of this show. It is amazing. Everybody brought it. Uh, Cheers to my opponent who, you know, maybe if he took my gumption, might be able to take that next step. Just a, just a suggestion. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also our way of helping you because at this point, the UFC should bring you on for something, dude. So I know that Kevin, he's very persuasive. He has made some things happen in the UFC before. So don't undersell his power. And Aaron, you the whole time... I'm pretty sure when we heard those people in the background with those noise and those crickets and those sounds, I'm pretty sure you were already lining up shots. Always. Yeah. Well, Once let's I get this. off here, I'm going to run drunk. <laughs> Wait, no, that sounds like a terrible idea. Aaron, let's tell the people where they can find you and where can we see you next and I want to make sure that people know this before I give him the chance to speak. Aaron is one of the first like uh, grappling hour guests to get off the broadcast that we did and was like, yo, if you're ever in Oklahoma, you got a place to stay. And I thought that was so nice, except for the fact that I would have to go to Oklahoma, which will never happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in the event that I did, it was super nice to know that because it's not out of the region where Kevin and I would go visit our good friend, Rafael Lovato Jr. at some point. But, you know, probably not. But, hey, I appreciate that you did. So tell the people where they can find you, where they can see you, and hopefully where we can see you fight next, sir. Uh, Yeah, so you could always check out my uh, Instagram, uh, Aaron McKenzie MMA. Uh, And the very next thing I'll be doing is I got two teammates fighting this weekend for LFA. I don't think they're going to be on the fight cast. They should be, or the fight pass, they should be on the Facebook page beforehand. Uh, We got a pro debut, Jared Brown and then David Wright. They're both going to be killing people really soon. Uh, So uh, that's the very next thing for me. Other than that, your boy is staying ready for any UFC call 170, 155, 185. I don't care. I'm the guy. Uh, if they got somebody that comes up on contender next week, I'm there for it. I don't care what weight. Uh, just give me a call. I'll be there in a hurry. You don't have to worry. I like it. Kevin, do you have any departing words for Stay our, there. our good friend here? Ain't no. Yes. You're amazing. Yes. Cannot wait to see you on the next card. I'm sure. We're about to break out a Dana White's nephew character, obviously on the side that still has great hair. We'll have him just issue a press release, get it done in no time. 
Amen. That will do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap, where I am victorious. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Go victorious. Good night. Definitely <laughs> Good night and RIP, Vin. I will neither confirm nor deny. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...